Welcome everyone to the show called Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short. I am your host, Josh Turner, also known as Wolf, and my co-hosts are Nellie and Anthony today. You want to say hi? Good evening. <laughs> I said it at the same time. So could, everybody's talking. Yeah. See which one responded first. Everybody's talking at once. Okay, so anyways, we, we, we discussed the, the Hernandez Ranch, uh, the Return to Hernandez Ranch Part 2, which is just dealing with Robbie and his encounters. But we're going to get into the second part of Part 2 on, on this one now. Um, before we do that, though, let me give you the email address. It's joshturner at prtpodcast.com. Send me your stories, joshturner at prtpodcast.com. Um, don't forget that prtpodcast.com is also a site where you can go to purchase merchandise. You can also use the links down below. If you're on YouTube, you can uh, purchase uh, things that way. I know a lot of people listen to us on Spotify, so if you don't mind going and and uh, like and subscribe on on YouTube and just listen to us on there, that'd be great. I'm just kidding. You do what you got to do. Um, but if you're but if you're just listening on Spotify and you're not actually paying anything, then you need to go and buy something from our store, please. And because uh, we need we we need to support the show. But uh, no, seriously, folks, we uh, we have a lot of different merchandise, a lot of cool stuff out there. As always, we do a book giveaway every week, um, and uh, so yeah. That's what we got going on. We got Paranormal Roundtable, the group on Facebook. We got Paranormal Lounge, which is mine. Yeah, yours, Nelly. And Paranormal Encounters, which belongs to Mushu, which is Tony. And then we have A Whisper to a Scream, which is one of our affiliates, uh, Ryan Tremblay. And that is his show's, uh, I guess his show's group. So go and uh, and join those groups. If you're not, even if you don't like Facebook and you hate Facebook and you think it's awful, just join it for us so you can go and be a part of the the the, the PRT family on Facebook and join the groups and the drawing contest. And if you send me a friend request, folks, I'm not going to accept it unless you tell me, "Hey, I'm a listener of PRT." So let's please just do that. Um, and I probably will accept it if you're not, as long as you're not too ugly. I'm just kidding. You're going like, what is this ugly guy talking about? So, and you said the art contest. Yes. Don't forget the art contest. We keep doing those. And I'm going to be doing Whisper to a Scream every Sunday with Ryan, with, uh, with uh, Ryan Tremblay, um, depending on whether he's gotten his gear together or not. And plus his mother's been having some issues. And so, uh, anyways, we're going to get into it here. What we, what we were talking about last was Robbie and his encounters. And uh, some of them were pretty horrific, some of the things that were happening. And Anthony, you had mentioned that you thought that that it was... Demonic uh, oppression. Demonic, yeah. Um, people like to, to argue whether these things are flesh and blood or they're spiritual or whatever. I always say they're both. And I don't mean that just like there's two different kinds. I think that the ones that are flesh and blood can be, they are ethereal. And I think that they can manifest as flesh and blood and be as real as we are. But that's why there's a lack of evidence of these things. And I think this is very simple. I mean, it's, just, it's not, you know, rocket science to figure it out. I mean, to me, that's just the, the simplest answer, isn't it? I mean, come on. But uh, <clears throat> so what ended up happening, um, They, the, Robbie, after leaving the ranch, we'll just do a quick recap of last week. Uh, they left the ranch. Uh, he had moved away, whatever. His mother had had a heart attack um, because of these creatures zigzagging around in front of the vehicle or whatever. And um, so he had an encounter at the house when he went back to the main house to get medic his mother's, mother's medication. Um, he had a friend that, that went with him and the next day and kind of confirmed that, that he did actually see something. He wasn't hallucinating. And the friend got attacked by something in his house that resembled a werewolf. And uh, so anyways, they ended up moving to an area – uh, or I guess renting, I don't know. They, they were right outside of, of an area, uh, off of a, an area known as Purgatory Road. And they lived out there for a while. Um, they, they lived in that area anyway. It was close to it. And uh, so they they are, they had to, I guess let's put it this way. They had to drive down that road to get to where they were, you know, staying temporarily. And uh, one day, him and his wife were coming back from San Marcos, and they ended up, on that road, and they saw 
what looked like a seven to eight foot tall black entity creature, whatever you want to call it, standing on the side of the road. Get this, <laughs> holding a deer's head in his hands, like like a deer's head, um, not like a like one with antlers, but just like a like they what looked like to them a deer's head. Because at first I thought it was a dog, like another like a dog down next to it, but it was a deer head, and. Here's the weird thing. Where they saw this creature, it, it was black, okay, seven, eight foot tall. They disagreed on the description. The, the wife got the best look at it because she was on the passenger side where it was at and Robbie, and then there there was another couple that was with them, um, actually a cousin, the cousin. And I did actually talk to him um, briefly. He was in the in, in the – passenger side uh, behind Robbie's wife and his wife was on the other side and they were coming back from, from a, a town right outside of there. And they, he and Robbie's wife got a, a, a very good look at the creature. Well, here's what's odd. Their descriptions differed. He told me it looked like a wolf, like a, like a werewolf. She claims it looked like a, like a, Kind of like a goat type creature, but like with a wolf's head, but with horns. The wife who was in the driver's side claims to have seen horns too, but she had the least best vantage, uh, you know, point. Um, Robbie said it looked straight up like a, like one of these dogmen. He didn't, you know, he he didn't get a great look at it, but uh, he said that it was just one of those things you call a dogman because he knows I call them dogmen. And uh, he's still trying to get used to that term. He's just like, it looked like a werewolf to me. Um, but she was like, I, it looks like a, a, like horns. So I go back, I do a little research, and I've always uh, been pretty thorough. And Nellie and Anthony, you know that. We always kind of try to do our homework. And so what ends up happening, I go back and I look into some of the Goatman stories that we got. Um, That's where they happen. Right there. <laughs> you know? And that area uh, is where people see the goat man. I know that we talked about it on one of our shows, uh, Anthony. I know you were you, you weren't the co-host, but you sit in on the shows. Um, and I don't know if you remember. It was one. It might have been called Night of the Goat Man. It might have been that, or it might have been the Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Because I think it was one of Gary Gary Scorpion or, or Gary he used to work for a guy who lived in the devil's backbone. And he actually told us a story of seeing a black goat man out there in that same area. So that brings up the, the question of what did they see? Um, it was holding a bloody deer's head, um, which I think was just to scare them. Uh, now, there, here, here's another crazy thing about that. That sounds a little more like goat man activity, though, because they're the ones that do that. They do scary, horrific things, mm -hmm. even carrying axes and things like that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Here's another thing. The, a neighbor of theirs that, that once lived where they in the other town they lived in claims to have been going uh, down Purgatory Road and had a deer's head go flying across the hood of their SUV. Yeah. Okay, bounce up onto the windshield and then go off the other side. And when they looked, all they saw was something black going into the bushes that they said looked like Bigfoot. Okay. I don't know what that was. I, I just have no idea because they didn't give me a good enough a description of what the neighbors told them. So for them to see that is not a coincidence to me. Okay. One of the things I was talking about to a friend earlier tonight when I was actually I was on the phone with him. And uh, we were talking about, um, and his dad's a good friend of mine, and they're listeners of the show, both of them. And we were talking about how um, the people will see, create, see, they see these things, and it's almost like the entities or whatever they want to cause fear. Like they know that that they whatever it is you're in your mind, you're that you're afraid of. They're like manifesting it, but to the tenth power, and they're you know, and so it's to the nth degree, you know. And so maybe that could be what explains it. They each saw something different. But when you're driving 50 miles, 60 miles, you don't really – you look over, you see it's there. And it's, it's like if us three were in the car and we all saw something to the right of the car, 
obviously I'm going to have the, the a lesser vantage point. You guys would be on the passenger side. You're going to see more of what it was, right? Um, but Robbie's convinced 100% that it was a dog man, and his wife was like, no, it was a goat man or a dog man with horns. Guy behind her says it looked like a wolf, but it looked like it might have had horns. Um, I, you know, I mean, what do you – I mean, what what was that? I mean, what, what does that have to do? I mean, does it does, is it a coincidence or does it have something to do with it? Or, I mean, you know, and then you got these people saying that, that something came flying out at their vehicle. <clears throat> and, of course, Anthony, you know, we've heard of people having rocks thrown at them, um, being, you know, having things thrown at them near bridges. You know, of course, Nellie, we were at Goatman's Bridge, and the stories there are that it throws things at people and carries them off into the woods and – Yada, yada, yada. So there's all these, these horrific things that Goatman is, is known to do. Um, but is that what this was? I think this thing is, it's demonic, but it's it's like a, it's like an energy parasite. Because if you notice that they've been seeing these terrifying, awful things that could definitely kill you, but, but they haven't been, well, killing them because they're allowed to tell a tale. In the same way that a, a parasite... It's not in a parasite's best interest to kill its host because then the parasite dies. Well, it's like they're causing fear within these people because they feed off of it. It's like a psychological warfare. You know, they're draining these people's energy. Well, how do you explain, though, like the multiple Goatman sightings in that area? Like right there. Like like Linda Godfrey said on our show, uh-huh. she says, you'll have Bigfoot in one area, Dogman in another, and then the Goatman kind of shows up as a third party. I don't know. I mean, I think that... If there are supernatural or paranormal aspects to these different cryptids, that um, that certain areas just just have energies that are more conducive to certain certain types of entities. Like okay, in in the same way that like if you wanna if you wanna listen to a certain radio station, right, you have to turn tune in to that specific frequency, and th- that's the only way you're gonna hear that station. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with with like. At least in my opinion, it's the same thing with land, except instead of radio frequencies, you're dealing with energies and certain energies are more conducive to, uh, you know, maybe like these these demonic dogman looking uh, entities and other areas. The energy there is more conducive to these uh, Bigfoot looking entities, you know, something along those lines. The area we're talking about, uh, the energy there is ripe for... uh, Goatman entities, whatever, whatever those things are. And Nelly, we have have gotten Goatman stories, and they've just scared the heck out of you. But what is it about the Goatman that's so more terrifying to you than it is than the Dogman? It seems like that it's uh, yeah, more evil, definitely more evil, but it's smarter, and it's it's uh, calculating more calculating. It's got like the ability to. Talk in your family's voices. Oh yes, it's this, got. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and it and it has actually report been reported that it has killed people, mm-hmm. killed small children. Well, killed dog man. Yeah, but I mean this the small child, the ones that I've heard, it's just so the way it walked out of the forest holding that little boy oh, yeah, to that, show yeah. them that look what I can do and look what I've done. Kind of thing, you know, like you're talking. You're talking about a story we heard on uh, Supernatural I Channel or something. Think one it of those. was um, Darkness Prevails or something. One like of those. That. One of those really large channels that yeah. we're, we're nowhere near. And it's, <laughs> it's just like as big as they're so evil. I mean, it was obviously eating the child. That's just so bad. It's just that. That's they have like a, I think they have a different level of power that they that the dogman doesn't possess, and that they're. Um, way more calculating and and whereas dogmen they they'll chase you and if they get a hold of you they yeah they're going to hurt you and stuff but it's the the magic in an evil in a bad way these 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 werewolf encounters these people are having or i think they're 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 pretty much on the level of as evil as you can get well yeah they're like mine and my sisters i mean they're like that they come in the house and there's and then they leave, and there's no mm-hmm. hide or hair of them left, no trace. But 
That the, seems to be the same case with Goatman, though. I, I don't, I don't, like feel, the, I don't the, feel the like, same way you do. Well, I mean, the Goatman, like, they torment people with their loved ones that have passed on. Yeah, I, I and get stuff that, like that, but I don't, I, I feel, I mean, like, I mean, that's, and, and every, we're all just talking, we're telling our opinions. and That's, that's true. I Well, I think that like, Goatman can really get in your head. I don't know. I think Dogman does, too. Well, yeah. I mean, I really do because, like, I haven't seen a goat man or a Bigfoot, but I've seen a dog man, mm-hmm. and it was just a very horrific, you know. Oh no, I'm not trying to downplay th- that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I just, I, 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 I respectfully disagree with like the, the, the degree of. I think I would. I'm not. I just don't feel afraid of the goat man. I just don't. Really? I, I think I could pick him up and body slam him and throw him over. I just, I would throw him like into the ocean. I mean, like, sure yeah. you would. I would. Sure. I just would. I would just take him and, and just do a ba- the people's elbow on him, and I would back. I would just do the scorpion deadlock. I would do a stone cold stunner. on Stone him. cold stunner. Because yeah, stone cold said so, and that's the bottom line. After I drink a beer, I'd do it. I'd smash <laughs> yeah. it. On his, I'd be like, "Let me tell you something, goat man. You ain't nothing." And I would just smash it. Oh yeah. yeah. Or you could like be a like Macho Man Randy. You could Savage be like Uncle Rico, who's. Could throw it over the mountain. I throw, I throw it over the throw it over the the moon like your dreams of <laughs> Uncle Rico. I, you know, I I'm not afraid of it. I just I'm not. And people have told me though some horrific stories about Goatman. Now let's say this: if you're driving down Purgatory Road and I see something holding a deer head, I don't care if it's just a hunter coming out of the woods. He's holding a deer head. Okay, dude, what the heck is wrong with this guy? You know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the gas. Okay, you could be goat. Dog, uh, big man, foot man. I don't care what you are. <laughs> man. You know, whatever. We're going. We're out of there, dude. We're gone, man. You yeah, know what? I it, think the... Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. Go ahead, Nelly. Oh, for me, like the goat man has like this... Um, Aura? I know, like... Um, Charisma? No, yes. It just seems a little bit more insidious, I think, because of the association with with Baphomet. Yeah. Well, I get the feeling like it can take you. I think it can take you to another dimension. I think it can snatch you up and take you because I mean they go in and out, and they. Well, you know, but I mean, eating you know bad. They can take you to oysters. Can take you to another dimension too. (laughs) I mean, and also because like the 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 uh, encounters with Goatman are. At least from the ones that I've been exposed to, they're they're, they're almost always of of a evil demonic, demonic nature, nature. Whereas yeah. encounters with Dogman, a, a lot of them are like that, but some of them aren't. Some of them really are just like straight up physical cryptid, and then others are are like more of a, a supernatural nature. So, so we've fallen into a Goatman versus Dogman debate. So we're gonna have to get uh, Ryan and 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 Jason McFadden and all the guys, Curtis Turner. Uh, Roger Carter, they're all gonna have to draw the goat man and dog man fighting it out. You know, no, no, just playing cards for supremacy. Anyways, <laughs> we got here. Wife, this is this was crazy. Okay, I got it written down. I'm over here reading it. Like my, my, my cliff notes here, which look like somebody's just chicken scratched horribly. Um, so here, here, let, let me let me get it a little further into it. So in that place where they where they were living, okay. They had two really terrifying incidents that happened. One in particular, him and his uh, stepson were out mending a fence. And out of the clearing comes these two creatures. Okay. And one of them was walking on two legs, just walking upright like a man. The other one was kind of like bouncing the way they described on all fours. And they had uh, what looked like... Uh, two coyotes with them running around. There were two little coyotes and they were like, Oh, those are really odd looking. Oh, that one's standing up on two legs. Okay. And Robbie's like, okay, it's time to go. He immediately knew what that was. Now in the, like I said, in the area where they were staying at too, I don't get a lot of dog man reports, mostly Bigfoot, you know, but that particular incident, these two creatures came right out of the woods and he said they looked just like timber wolves. They were gray and a little bit of brown. They weren't the black, you know, they weren't the reddish brown and they were far enough away that he could get a good look at them, you know? And so he, he grabbed his rifle off the ATV and he looked through the scope, you know, and he saw what they were. And now here's what's crazy. The one that was upright got down immediately when he looked at it through the scope. He's like, there's no way this thing was so far away. There's no way that this thing could have possibly, this is what he told me. He's like, there is no way that that thing could have seen me 
from that far away. Like to know that that, that he was pointing, a, you know, if it was an animal that was just standing up on its hind legs, he's like, there's no way. And it got down on all fours. And then with the, the two large creatures that were obviously not natural, they took off running into the woods and the coyotes kind of just kind of looked around, kind of confused and then ran behind them. The, the to me those two creatures okay those dogmen is what they are is what they were they knew that they were being had a gun pointed at them even from that far away he said it was probably you know 100 150 yards they knew okay how is that possible if this is a flesh and blood normal animal creature like a lot of these these cretans believe how the heck is that possible? You tell me how that's possible. And I'm telling you, folks, I get story after story. I get all these different reports, and 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 most of them have a weird supernatural element to them. And the two people sitting across from me can attest to this. Am I lying? I mean, this is what we get, okay? And so you got these people who are convinced that this thing is just a flesh and blood creature, and we're going to find it someday, and they're gonna, we're going to find all kinds of – you know, I was talking to Ken Gerhardt about that one day, and we were just laughing because where is the fossil record for these things? That's a simple question, folks. But we have tons and tons of witnesses that have seen them. And, you know, and it's like, you know, we were talking about it, and Ken said, dude, I'll believe that they are flesh and blood when I start to see some sort of something, you know. Um, until then, you're just, you're just, you know, assuming that that's what this is. I mean, you, you know, you can't tell me that that was not, that's not some sort of sixth sense or some sort of uh, extrasensory extra perception. Um, you point a gun at them and they, they know that you're pointing a gun at them from that far away and they get down and then they run into the woods where the two coyotes that they were with them were kind of like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and then they, oh, okay, uh, they're running, so let's go with them. Which is another weird thing that they're seen with coyotes. And dogs. And dogs. Little two little yeah. chihuahua dogs or something. Very weird, yeah. And wolves. I've heard of them being around bigger, like 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 bigger dog. Like they look like bigger wolves, and then it turns out they're not. They're something different, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I want to say something else. I mean, if 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 they had incredible eyesight, okay, to see you physically, see you. How does that creature know that that's a gun? Like to know that hey, he's pointing a rifle. Let's bail into the woods you know what i mean like there, there's yeah. no way you can just tell me that that I, is i mean it may not even be necessarily that they they know there's a gun pointed at them it could just be that they feel someone's intentions to do harm and it just kicks off an alarm in their head or they felt the presence yeah yeah Here, here's another thing that, that happened there the the daughter wakes up in the middle of the night three in the there you go three in the morning it was literally around three in, the, 3 in the morning, and she's hearing tapping on the glass. So she hears that, and she wakes up, and she hears, she hears it like a couple times, you know. At this point, she's older. You know, she's an older older kid. Um, not real old, but like, you know, second, third grade, something like that. She goes over to the window because it just continues, and she said that she, 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 could, she told Robbie she couldn't understand why she did it. Because she knew that there was something on the other side that wasn't, but she was like, she felt like she was compelled to do it. You know, like she said, something made me do it, daddy. I can't, I couldn't, you know. So she goes over there to the window, opens the window, and there is this monster looking werewolf creature, you know, head and shoulders, just standing there looking at her. And it's tapping on the glass and smirking while it's doing it. Okay, and then it growls, and she falls backwards over the bed and flips and, you know, and knocks a bunch of stuff off the dresser trying to keep her balance. Um, this is what I was told. And it's like this thing was just, it was just messing Tormenting with her. Tormenting her. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the rub, okay? There's no tree out there, and this is on the second floor. Like some Salem's Lot stuff. Okay, yeah. So so that was a horrific incident. So then the, the the mom, here's what she does. Angela, she freaks out. So she goes, she goes, she gets the priest to come out. The priest comes out. He's outside blessing the property, whatever. They already had a friend that came and did the sage and the salt and all that. And uh, I guess it didn't work. 
or whatever. It didn't, you know. But uh, the priest comes back inside and he said, man, I saw the largest wolf I've ever seen in my life out on the edge of your property. And they were like, uh, yeah, that's what we're, you know. He goes, well, what do you want me to do about a wolf? I can't, you know. And he's like, did it stand up on two legs? You know, and he goes, no. And then he's like, why is it supposed to? And he goes, well, it will, <laughs> you know. And the priest is like, so what are we dealing with here? And and she's like, you well, tell us. <laughs> you tell us. You're the you're the expert, you know. And he tells them, I don't what what you know. I don't know what's going on here. Do you want to tell me more about? So when they started telling, look, we're having trouble with something that's like a werewolf. These are werewolves. We don't know what they are, but we're going to call them that. So then he says, you know, let's let's pray. Let's do all this, you know, whatever. So and then he says, I'm going to come back tomorrow with an, a, another member of the clergy. And so he sent orders for another person that was, you know, a little higher up. Um, they come out the next day and then they said, you know what, you have something here that we, that this guy claims he's like, I've only heard of this one other time and I'm going to have to ask somebody from the main church. And I don't know what, who the, what the main church is, but they, they had to get somebody that was stronger. And so while they were waiting to hear back from, from the, the, uh, the clergy, whatever that they go to sleep. His wife is, is walking, they're walking up in the bed. Okay. Robbie had gone, gone to work. He was working late and the wife is walking up out of bed by this hulking creature standing over her. Here's what's weird about it though. She said that it looked like it had long hair. Like it had a, like a, like we're talking about the main. Yeah. And the kids had described something like that. Uh, it had like a like it like like a like a person would have long hair. Like the hair was longer and almost horse like at the top of like the Fabio. head. Fabio, gross. Compare, yeah, and and the rest of the body was like a man with like a weird looking like creases all over it, with hair like a like a, like a man that would just be really hairy, not fur, but like a man with a lot of hair. And then the head was shaggy like a wolf, but then at the top it was almost like there was like a like a long haired person. Maybe that's a skinwalker or something. That's what I'm wondering. Or a hippie dog man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scary, uh, a scary walker. I know that, but it was. She's like this thing was standing over my bed. Now she's like, "Have you ever heard of anything like that?" And I said, "Yeah, I have. The Serbian werewolf. Yeah, we've heard of this multiple times. This isn't like an, an, an unusual thing. I hear these stories, folks. I got stories like this for days. It's weird. So." This thing, this entity is is it is there standing over her and 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 it grabs like her feet. She closes her eyes and all she can do is start reciting the Lord's Prayer and she just starts praying and she's praying and that's all she can think of is just to get this thing off of her and 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 then just please God get it off of me, you know? That's the way she said it, you know, and she's like she opens her eyes and it's gone. But uh yeah, and she said she had bruises on her feet, you know, from where it grabbed her. It was it left a physical imprint. Now, here's the other thing. Okay, what, I said there was there was there were two incidents. There's actually th- that was three. Okay, I guess if you count the uh, the the is it goat man, is it dog man, whatever. Um, when they and they moved from that place to another area to another house, and. Uh, it doesn't change. Like the situation does not change. It doesn't get any, it, it just, it just continues on. Like, like nothing, nothing happened. Like they didn't move. They moved to another area. This, this area was closer to town. Um, their little kids were playing outside. They had two dogs. Um, one of them was just hanging out by the, by the, by the, uh, the fence line. Or what do you call it? The, uh, property line. And this creature comes out of the woods on all fours, a, a very large wolf-like creature. What they said, they had like a big ridge on its back, and then grabs this medium-sized dog, which I think she was it was a red healer or a blue healer. I think it was a red healer. Grabbed the dog in its mouth, took took one big bite, like a crunch. They heard the snap, and then it just went back into the woods, like boop, and it was gone. And they never saw the dog again. And this happened in front of like four kids. Including two of the neighbor children, so like like their four, you know, they're all together about six children that witnessed this happen, and it was just a traumatic thing. And they were just like, 
Then there was an argument about whether or not it was a giant hog because of the ridge on his back or was wolf-like. Most of the kids were in agreement that, that it was wolf-like. The oldest kid was like 13, and he's like, that's what it was. It was a freaking wolf. It looked like a wolf. Um, and it just grabbed the dog and killed it. Now, according to Noah, out on the main property, he's gone through about half a dozen dogs. These things kill their dogs regularly. He said he's seen them standing on two legs and take a dog and just rip it in half. He claims that he's seen them pick them up and just bite them with their hand. They pick them up with their arms and bite their spine. Um, you know, he's he's gone through different types of dogs. Now, apparently, now he's got Kane's Corsos out there. And Anthony, we were talking to Tilly about that the other night. Those are some vicious dogs. Tell the folks what a Kane's Corso is. Base what it basically is. Isn't that a, like a massive bred with a pit like bull? Like a pit bull. Yeah, it's got the, 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 the demeanor of a pit bull with the strength and power of a mastiff. So basically like it's – and it's like from, from the Canaras or whatever. But they are they are an extremely, extremely aggressive and very – they kill people. I mean uh, I'm pretty convinced because, Nelly, you helped me describe the I – was, I was attacked by a Caucasian shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I, I beat it, it with a, a flashlight and got away from it. But Nelly was like, has a scar. and I have scars on my arm and hand from when it, when it attacked me. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelly was like, you were attacked by a Caucasian shepherd. I was like, what is that? She starts telling me about it. I, said, I mean, I knew what it was, but I was like, what, what is, you know, like, what makes you believe that? And she goes, well, show me a picture of what you, you know, so I showed her and she's like, that's what that is. And I was like, okay, I've heard of that. I've seen these before. Yeah, that's what it was, you know, but uh, it's, it's basically a Russian Russian dog that they use in the prisons whenever they riot, mm-hmm. they just turn like ten of them loose, and, and then they, they just, just count, count the, the bodies. bodies afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. And and so you told They're me about that. Dogs. Yeah, and, and and I knew a lot of dangerous animals, and I had heard of that, but I had never, re- I didn't put two and two together. Like had, I had seen one and didn't know what that was, but I and I'd heard the name and didn't know what they looked like. Well, the so. way you, my sister has one, has one had one yeah. mouse is gone now. Yeah, um, and the way you described it. That's what he looked like. And he was white too. Mm-hmm. Like he's all white. Yeah. So I, so I know what being attacked by a large dog, I used, to, I used to handle dogs. So I know, and I'm not afraid of dogs at all. Nelly and Anthony can tell you. Yeah, he's not. Dogs do not scare me. If a, do, if a dog gets, you know, I'll throw it over a fence. I mean, believe me, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, they do not intimidate me. Okay. I'm not intimidated by animals too much, but. um. Anthony, are you afraid of dogs? Big ones, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm I've not never seen you be I'm not afraid, afraid of, dog. of dogs by default, but if if an aggressive, if if a large dog is aggressive, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not afraid of it. Because we I'm, have to respect. I, I'm I not, guess I'm saying a fear not of capable dogs. Capable defending myself. Oh no, I don't. I don't have any fear of dogs. No, I'm not. A, there's no fear. I mean, but so so this so, so Noah's basically got these really mean, aggressive animals, and he's got several of them, and they roam around on his property. Um, so they pretty much kill anything that comes within, you know, and he's always out there shooting at whatever moves. And so, um, and I'm being, I'm being serious folks. It's just, you know, there are people talking about wanting to go out there and let's go look around. Blah, 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 blah. You're just going to get killed. You're, you're probably going to get killed by them, not the dog man. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. So they're not really, uh, he's not a very welcoming individual. So. That's all that, that went on over there. There was all this this uh, this stuff that happened, and the dog was was killed. And so, while he's living at that property, okay, they pretty much figure out that you know, let's let's be honest, they've moved around. Okay, it's it's happening wherever they go. It's not, you know, it's not the properties. It's you know, it's pretty much them. But the thing is, when he lived in that one area and 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 the in the east south in the east of or, uh, I'm sorry west it was southwest of San Antonio, when he lived over there, nothing happened. So I mean, what 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 is that? I mean, like you know, why 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 did it not? Why was there nothing happening over there? So the area that he was moving around in, though was still close enough to the to the main center of the activity, which is the ranch. Well, maybe that's what it is. They're, that's that's what I'm they're thinking. They're stuck in that certain amount of area. And whenever they moved to the ranch, they just enjoyed tormenting this family so much that no matter how far they go out, as long as far as they can reach, that's as far as they'll follow them. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and you think that now now both of y'all follow me here. You would think that that is 
that's the end of it, right? That we figured it out, right? We've we've solved it, right? I mean, that's it's pretty much what it is. We mystery machined it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let me throw you the curveball here, okay? Now I'm gonna throw you a, a really hard, fast Roger Clemens curveball here, okay? Um, this is what's crazy. He was working in south of San Antonio, okay? I'm talking like outside of San Antonio, like we're on the edge of town of South San Antonio. And they were building a, a, a complex out there, you know. So he was working long, long hours, and they were pushing to try to get it done. Just like, you know, when we, we they used to work with us, Anthony, you know how hard they work. Um, he was wor- working really hard trying to get it done. And uh, he stayed <clears throat> late one night with his helper. Uh, well, his name's Jorge. I mean, I doubt he's going to care if I say that. But uh, anyway, Jorge was working with him. And uh, they were the last ones there. And and by rule, okay, and everybody knows that knows them, Robbie, Jerry, Joe, they do not work out after dark for obvious reasons. They've had some incidents. So he says, I'm not going to stay overnight. I'm not going to work, you know, the, the overnight shift or whatever. I'm, you know, I don't do it. But he said about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, it was, you know, he was getting tired. And he said, man, you know, I'll just put in another hour. Next thing you know, he goes, look at the clock, and it's almost 6. And then he goes, dude, I'm getting really tired. You know, the days were getting longer. It was later in the spring. He said, I'm going to take a nap. You know, and he says, you know, he goes, I just kept pushing myself another hour, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, you know. So he falls asleep. And he wakes, and he wakes up, and it's dark. And all the workers are gone, and it's just him in the parking lot. But he sees uh, his buddy moving around inside one of the uh, the the, the uh, apartments or whatever, and he's like, oh, he's still working. So he gets up to to go in there to talk to him, and he's but he looks around, and he doesn't see his vehicle. And Jorge had a blue Ford. He's like, where is his Ford at? You know? So he's like, I'm the only vehicle in the parking lot. Then he looks at his cell phone, and Jorge says, went to go grab some food. I'll be back. So then he's standing there in front of the apartment and he's, and he looks to his right and he says, man, I swear, dude, he goes, it was like that moment in the movie where you look, there it is right there in the darkness into the apartment. He could see there was a little bit of light from one of the other uh, uh, rooms and he looks over the rail through the, through the back door, you know, of the patio and he sees standing on the other side of the island of the kitchen this this thing is two hands that said he looked almost like two big tarantulas. And he said that he saw the fingers kind of go up and then go back down. And he said that he saw like 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 the mouth move. You could see the teeth. And he says, and I saw two red eyes. And it was looking right at me. And he goes, and I'm by myself. And he goes, so I slowly turned around and I started to walk back to my truck and he's like, this, he goes, dude, I was so scared. He goes, then, as I'm almost to my truck, and Nell, you know the story, at the tree line. You know, he's another one. Yeah, there was another one. And he said it just was sitting there looking at him, and he said it stood up. And he said it, this one was kind of tall and thin. They didn't all look the same, you know. And he said that it just started to, like, r- move its arm. It stuck its arm out and was just kind of, like, s- uh, walking along with its arm out kind of touching the tree branches, going along the tree branches, like just sauntering around, you know, and he said that it turned and looked right at him, like, what are you going to do now? So he gets in his truck and he's like, I'm, I'm very, I'm moving very slow because, you know, he was told by Abel, you know, if you ever get cornered by them to move very slowly, just get in your vehicle and back away, whatever you got to do or get in your vehicle and drive away. So that's what he's doing. He gets in his vehicle. Okay. He says that it was it was very dark, but he could still see. He knew there was something in front of the vehicle. He could see something moving around. He turns the light on, and there's one squatted down right in front of his vehicle, with its front arms or you know paws or whatever. He's like those weird looking hands they got, you know, and it's down there and it's got it on the on the concrete looking up at him. And he said it's just smirking at him, and then it kind of moves forward, kind of in a in a in a, in a Weird motion. He says they move almost like gorillas, you know. And he said it kind of lunges forward at him and then slaps the pavement again and looks at him like, like you know, 
challenging him. At this point, he sees the other one kind of leap over, like, you know, he's like, just like a wolf. Like it would just, it leaped over the, leapt, leapt over the, uh, the back railing. patio railing. Yeah. He said, then it stood up and he's like, I look over and he, and he says, and I hear this pop, you know, and I look over to my right and there's another one. And it's, it's the one that was by the tree line. He said that, so they're all around his vehicle. And he said that he was just like, he put it in reverse and was like, I'm just going to drive out and hopefully nothing happens. And he said that he was envisioning, he kept having a, a vision going into his brain of them ripping him apart and eating his organs, like just killing him, you know, viciously. And he said it was like they were putting that into my head, that this is what we're about to do to you. And nap was the worst decision he ever made. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Yep. And then, right then, he gets a text from Jorge and says, at Whataburger, <laughs> do you want me to bring you something? You know, oh, man. and uh, he's like, well, since you put it that way, Jorge, he's like, and then respond. he's like, you know what? I'll take, a, I'll take a triple cheese with, uh, well, let's see, a vanilla, with Dr. Pepper vanilla shake. He rolls uh, out the window to, to all the dogmen. Y'all hungry? <laughs> what do y'all want? Yeah. And that last part, folks, I made that up. That didn't, he, Jorge did not do that. I'm joking <laughs> about that. That was complete. It wasn't, it was P. Terry's. <laughs> no, that's in Austin. We don't have those in San Antonio. They don't have those in San Antonio. But, but uh, no, no, he did. He got a message from Jorge saying, are you hungry? You know, and he didn't say he was at Whataburger, but he asked him if he was, he wanted something to eat. And he was like, he goes, he's like, I'm sitting there looking like, should I answer this and tell him, please come back. I'm about to be killed. Or should I say, I'm leaving. Don't come back because you have to make a decision at that mm -hmm. point. You know, call him. Are you going to tell him, Hey, something's going on here. Um, this is a guy that works with him. He doesn't know all this craziness, you know, about him and his family. You know, do you tell Jorge, I'm, I'm leaving. Don't come back. Or do you drive out of there and then try to tell Jorge, you know? So what he did, he backed up. This is what I think I would have done. You know, he backed up and he drove out. And the, the three creatures uh, began to uh, just kind of walking slowly behind his truck as he gained distance on them. Then they started to run toward him. He pulls out and he said it was off of a road where there, was, there were trees on both sides and he said that he could see them. One of them ran across. He could see them in his back of his in his uh, mirror. One of them ran across the road and was was on the right side, and the Trailing other two him. the other two were on the left, and they were running through the trees. He could see them, and he thought at any minute they're just gonna you know run out and, and jump in the jump on me and jump in my truck. And then he got to a, a light and he just ran it. And he said at that point it was like a little a little stop or whatever. And they got up to the edge and he saw one of them go right up to the lamppost. And kind of swing himself around, and then they just kind of went back, and that was it. So he he got down the street, went to a quick mart or whatever store, you know, pulled in. He said, I went to a convenience store, and I called Jorge and said, do not go back to the job site. I have left. And Jorge's like, well, I have to. I left my tools in there. <laughs> so he's like, look, dude, you know, just don't go back, you know. And uh, he said, I, I just, you know, there's something there. There's something weird that went on there or whatever. So – the next day, I guess Jorge ignored him and actually did go back and get his tools. Next day, he said, man, I went in there to get my tools and I heard something growling. And he said, and I think it was inside the, 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 the building. And he said it was from one of the back bedrooms and I heard this growling noise and I thought, dang, there's a large dog that must have gotten or, you know, or a coyote or something had gotten in there. He said, so I got scared, man. He goes, I grabbed my tool, my tools, and I just walked out, you know. And uh, that was it. He didn't, you know, he, nothing attacked him. Um, but he said when he, when he was pulling out, you know, he said he had this weird feeling like he was terrified. And then later one of the workers claimed that when they were driving up to that property, they saw like three sets of eyes like in the tree line. And it looked like almost like they were red, like reflective, you know, red or whatever. And uh, so, I mean, what do you think of that? Terrifying. Not to me, because it didn't happen to me. But I'm, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, folks. I'm just trying to bring some levity to the situation. The point is, is I mean, it's a terrifying incident. I mean, is that supernatural too, or is that you know, or is that just good old fashioned? I have no idea. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm convinced at this point that, that maybe they crossed someone or, or something happened with with, uh, with someone who knew 
witchcraft or black magic and just put some kind of awful hex on their family or curse that just, that just keeps manifesting itself over and over and over. Well, here's what I told Robbie. I gave him some advice, and in all seriousness, I said, Robbie, you and your family and, and Shane's family and all those people that were associated with that land are all cursed and are going to die. I can't help you. There's nothing I can do. Run for your life. And then I just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, then he gave me the thumbs up emoji, and that was the end of our conversation. Everyone need now, help. You know who to call. Someone else. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> and so he so he asked me, he's like, you know, Wolf, you've you've covered hundreds of these, you know, and you're the world's foremost leading expert on everything. No, he didn't say that. I'm I'm joking. Now he asked me, he said, Wolf, what do you think that what do you think this is? What do you think that what's things going on here? And I told him, I said, I hate to tell you this, but I can't tell you. I I can't tell you. I mean, I've been out to the ranch in the daytime, it's very peaceful, you know, but driving by there at night, it makes me uh want to go number two in my pants you've driven there at night uh i shouldn't have told you that i guess um yes i've driven by there at night and actually you were with me and i didn't tell you oh nice <laughs> he's gonna pay for that later <laughs> <laughs> nelly's getting the whooping stick ready yeah. um honey when we go out there on those nice drives you know dog man's out there i saw know. the hogs yeah, there's lots of hogs. I mean, you know, goat man, dog man, Bigfoot hogs, you know what I'm saying? Every time I see a deer, I'm always scared it's going to be a goat man or a skinwalker or something. There's three kind of animals out there. Hogs, deer, and dog man. What was the last one? Hogs. Um, you know, the the point is, is that, you know, it's a horrific thing that's happened to these people. And it's a horrific thing that's either attached to the land that and these things have managed to connect uh if you want, I don't even call it connect uh attach themselves to the individuals who are involved i mean you know cuz i mean it, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing i mean you got the the next generation being uh accosted i guess you could say or assaulted by these uh, creatures um yeah i mean i don't know what to make of it i mean i just i know that you know, he says that there's dreams. He has these dreams where he's like almost like it's like real, but you know, you don't know. And I'm not going to get into all those today. But you know, I mean, it's just a horrific uh, thing that's going on, and it just continues. And you know, there's more. I mean, we're going to get into the other. You know, we're going person to person encounters. You know, what's going on with each person? Uh, I think that what happened to Robbie at that job site had to be one of the most. Uh, unnerving, terrifying things that I've ever, you know, I mean, you know, I mean. Now, see, if those things were smart, they would have taken Jorge's tools. Yeah. Milwaukee um, ain't cheap. <laughs> so I can tell you this. I mean, getting into what you said about there being a curse put it, put on them. Now, here's what I've been told. They went to a a healer, a cleanser, a quilandera in San Antonio, or a bruja, depending how you want to look at it. And they were told that that land belonged to these creatures and that they were there and that they come in and out of our world and they are flesh and blood, but they're also spiritual, which I could have told you that. That'll be fifty nine ninety five. Uh, but no, they, they actually talked to these people and, and they told them, that, they, that they're going to follow them until they die and they're going to follow their descendants and it's going to keep happening until it's, you know, until the end. Did they tell them why? Uh, not necessarily, just that they were attached to that, that that area and that they had been wronged in some way or they felt wronged, but that they're also evil. You know, they're an evil race of beings. And here's the thing. To me, if you believe like the Book of Enoch and you believe like the Nephilim, okay, Hear me out. Look, let's look at it from that angle. Folks, just because you have a certain belief doesn't mean you can't look at someone else's belief and go, you know, I've even read some of, what's his name, Dianetic, and L. Ron Hubbard and thought, hmm, that's interesting, and then threw it in the garbage. But the point is that you you read it, you know, I'll read the other side's, you know, stuff. It don't mean I'm going to agree to it, but I can still look at it from their angle for a minute and go, wow, that's warped. But uh, here's what's crazy, Okay. You you go into this 
this whole thing that's going on with the, with these uh, creatures or whatever, if you look at it from a, from a biblical, like the book of Enoch, okay, the Nephilim, okay, what if that's what they are? They're the descendants of some sort of Nephilim. They are the manifestation the, the of, of the physical with the spiritual, okay? Follow me here, down the rabbit hole, okay? And then... They they take claim to that land just like fairies do the fairy mound, which is a very real thing in, in in Britain. You don't want to disturb a fairy mound in Ireland. You know, you build a house, you can't be near a fairy a fairy mound. What if that's what that is? They mess with the burrow of these things, right? They moved onto their property, and then they moved onto the property and said, "We're just going to start." raising cattle and doing whatever. And then the vaquettles come and start shooting at these things. And then there's a war that that takes place. It doesn't end and it just keeps going to me at this point, folks, I'm going to give you my absolute honest opinion. I think it's a blood feud and I think it's never going to end until one side is completely gone. And I think that these things are dangerous. I think that they're harmful. I think that they are doing what they can to try to destroy and kill uh, with these people, and I think that they're they're succeeding in some areas, you know, by driving them out, driving them off, you know. And uh, I don't think that there is some sort of like conclusion to this that's going to be, you know, like the scary sad thought. Yeah, and 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 if you look at it from 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 the angle of of like of what I'm looking at it from, like you know, like that 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 could be what it is. That's just like one possible. Conclusion. I had somebody send me a, a thing about the Hernandez Ranch recently. Now listen to this theory. He said that these things are extraterrestrial in nature, that they came a long time ago from another star system, and that they actually inhabit. They they took over certain areas, and that they dig these burial these uh, they burrow into the ground. They dig these mounds, and when you mess with them, they become very territorial. Okay. I said that. Remember, I told you. I think and, they're underground. But, but they have, yeah, and they, they, but they, but that they have a very unique and special ability. Um, they can do things to us. It seems like magic, but it's really just an advanced science, and and they can uh, do things that we can't possibly comprehend or understand or do. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just I'm just looking at it from all angles, folks. I'm not saying that that's my belief. I'm just saying that there's a lot of different ways to look at this. This could be just a purely demonic uh, manifestation of mimicry going on, um, but it could also be that these creatures have an ability that we just cannot possibly fathom. But any way you look at it, that their actions show us that they are of a, a demonic nature or some sort of uh, evil nature. When you're using the word demonic in the in the sense that it's evil, um, definitely a harmful. Uh, not not a not a not a good thing. So, any other theories before we close this out? Outside of it being either a skinwalker or a, or a curse, I don't have anything else. And I, and I believe we talked about that in episode one hundred in our hundredth episode about them having been told that they were they were you know. What what I believe Noah had said, I, th- I think it was him. If you go back and listen, uh, uh, I think it was him that had said that that they had they had talked to someone and that they were like a, a type of people. Like I think Abel had told him that that they were like a, a tribe of people, but they had practiced black magic for a long, long time, and that they had interbred and created like this whole race of like um, shapeshifters that had gotten stuck like that. Interbred with demons? Um, no, that these creature, these people, okay, were practicing black magic or sorcery, and uh, that that's a, that's what they were told. And but then Robbie told me a different story. You know, the one that the person that he had gone to, which I think is actually two different people, and that they were like this this uh, race of beings or people, just like we are, we're people, you know, but they were ancient people. And that they had the ability to shapeshift and that they were not supposed to interbreed, but they interbred. They're supposed to interbreed with people, like regular humans. But they interbred with each other and they created uh, these, these uh, I guess, offshoot, race. offshoot yeah, that became an, of another race. Each race, beca- each one becoming more and more like the, the, the shape that they shift into. 
And ultimately, they just they just ended up that way to the point where they were more animalistic than they were human. But they have a very spiritual aspect to them, which lends, lends credence to the idea of the Nephilim, mm-hmm. of them being some type of Nephilim-type creature, you know, or, or something. And I believe that it was I – th- I think it was Noah that had said that. I don't know. I, I have to go back and look at my notes from the last episode. But, but uh, anyways, that's what I was told by Robbie was that he had talked to somebody – and that they had told him, you know, that that's what it was, that these that these uh, creatures were, were angry, you know, basically. Um, like I said, I think it's just going to keep going. It's a blood feud. It's not going to end. And, and that's how it goes. I mean, you know, and who do you call? The Ghostbusters? You call the priest? You call the, the, the all army? All out to the Lord. All, yeah, it's all you can do, you know. The Lord is, your, you know... Um, one of my favorite passages in the is the the Psalm. Uh, I always forget the the, the actual twenty uh, three. Is it Psalm? Yeah, where the the uh, blessed is the Lord, my rock that prepares my hands for war, my fingers no, for no, battle. That's not twenty three. Um, no, Psalm twenty three is that's a shepherd psalm, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't remember which. Which is it? Proverbs or, or is it Psalms? I don't so remember. It's Proverbs. It was your, your your mom, uh, Anthony, gave me that for. But that's all you can do is call out to God for protection, for help. I mean, that's all you can do. And there's going to be people that are going to hear this, and they're going to poo-poo it and go, I don't believe that. I believe they're, you know, flesh and blood. I'm going to go kill them. I'm going to kill them with fire. I'm going to shoot them. You know, and you go on ahead. You believe what you want to believe. But, you know, to these people, that's their truths. That's what they deal with, you know. So that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. We've gone over it, and I hope you enjoyed um entertained by this, you know, stories, um, of what's gone on over there. And, uh, there's more to come. It's just that, you know, let me tell you something about this. You know, it's something that I had talked to, uh, somebody about that's another podcast or former podcast, I guess he's, I don't know if he's still podcasting, but he told me once that you have to really get, you know, to talk about this subject. It's like, it's draining. You have to Get yourself psyched up to talk about it because there is a spirit that is attached to this, you know, whole subject, and it's 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 evil, and and it's a, it's a it's a dark thing, and these things are. Uh, I cringe whenever I hear somebody say, "Oh, I love to hear about positive dogman encounters." Um, well, first of all, th- those are few and far between, and uh, I don't really believe much. I don't put much stock into those. I mean, you know, I think it's just wishful thinking on some people's part, and they just they want to believe that that's the case. Yeah, you you don't take the form of an alpha predator to be nice. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's not it's not usually going to be a positive thing, and I just it always makes me cringe when people talk about how they ate nuts and berries with them, and they were telepathically communicating and talking about you know. Whatever, the, they need to go on Joe Rogan's show to talk about DMT if if that's that's what their story is. Yeah, let's get in touch with Joe. He lives here in Austin now, so we'll, we'll see what's up and see if he wants to interview those people. You know. He'll probably be like, no, why would I want to do that? Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's you know, these people that do this, uh, that, 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 you know, they, they we were singing Kumbaya and watching Friends. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, sure you were. Picking tambourines. Yeah. You know, drinking uh, uh, margaritas. But uh, anyways, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks for tuning in to PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. I'm Josh Turner, your host, also known as Wolf, and my wife, Nellie, and my nephew, uh, Anthony, and, and we hope you have a good night and a good weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do that gives you a lot of leeway. And so uh, from everybody here, good night. <laughs>